Let's go. <laughs> Charlie Hughes. Dude, this is long overdue that we have gotten you on the podcast. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor to have you. I don't think people, well, I think a lot of people know who you are, but some people may not know who you are. Who the heck are you, Charlie? Why are you in my house? Who the heck am I? Why am I here? Why are you here? First of all, I'm here because Janine's my friend, or as I like to call her, J-Money. Ooh, J-Money. It's her rapper name. We've coined it as that. I call him Charmander. He doesn't like that one. Yeah, I don't appreciate that as much (laughs) as she appreciates J-Money, but Mm -mm. Janine's a great friend of mine. And uh, I lead a young adult movement in South Florida called Rally. We meet once a month. We rally once a month. And really the goal, the purpose, the vision behind Rally is to reach as many young adults as possible for Jesus. Our target audience is young adults who know know Christ, lost people. And that's really where my heart is. That's where my passion is, just reaching the lost for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, working at Rally and working at a church called Church by the Glade, which Rally is a part of. I get to do a little bit of traveling and speaking here and there, which is kind of what I'm doing right now. Yeah, That's why I'm in. he's awesome at it, too. Thank you. That's why I'm in Texas. So mm-hmm. while I was here, I was like, Jay Money, let's do this thing. Let's, let's finally record it. this podcast and have some fun. Yeah, we were going to do it virtually before, and I was like, that's no fun. Like, it's not the vibe. I mean, I've done it virtually with, like, a lot of my friends. And even though, like, we can we can turn up, we can make it fun. It's Definitely. Just, it's just not the same when you're, like, in person. Okay, you also live in Florida. I sure do. And Rally is once a month, and actually, I'm speaking at Rally. <laughs> Let's Wait, go. There's a sound effect for that on here. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Literally, my favorite sound effect. I use it way too often. But um, so I'm speaking at Rally July 30th. July 30th. So we're doing this event July 29th and 30th called Rally Loud, where mm-hmm. essentially it's a conference, but we're not calling it that because, like I said, living. In South Florida, there's a lot of people who don't know Jesus. So if we market it as a conference, people are going to be like, what's that? Does that mean we're spending like three right. days in a conference room in the Marriott? And we're going to get pamphlets, be bored out of the yeah. line? No, that's not the vibe. So we're kind of presenting it kind of as a festival of sorts where you'll be there. Yep. Madison Pruitt will be there. Yes, she will. Kaden Boy. Kaden Boy is going to be there who's been on the co- podcast before, Three right? times. Three times. I know. He's a veteran. There's a whole bunch of amazing people that are going to be there. We'll have rappers performing at an after party after night one. So... If you don't have plans, July 29th or 30th, no matter where you are in the world, fly into South Florida, come hang out, yes. hit the beach while you're there, come rally loud with us. It's going to be amazing. And it's going to be so it. great. I'm Thank you. That's that's an honor. I'm really excited to speak at it, and especially just getting to do it with like Maddie and my friends. And then also some of our other friends are rolling up as well. I'm not sure like who's going to come through, but some people from our crew, they're like, we're going to come support you. And then also, we're also hitting up the beach. So let's Definitely. go, baby. You have to. I mean, you're in Florida. Like, why not? We're 45 minutes from Miami. That's oh, 45 it's... minutes south of us. And we're 45 minutes south of West Palm. So West Palm is 45 minutes north of us. Like, okay. we're right there in the hot spot of, like, everything that's going on in South Florida. Yeah, you, you sold me in two seconds. I'm, <laughs> I'm so there. I mean, I'm already, I was already going, but now I'm extra sold. So, yeah, if you guys want to go, uh, is it just, like, rallynights.com? Or how do, they, just, how do they get tickets? Honestly, there's no tickets. There's no registration required. It's completely free. Oh. All you have to do is show up. We made it that easy for you. There's four unique experiences. We'll have an experience July 29th, that Friday night. And then we'll have three experiences on July 30th. So Mm -hmm. two that morning and one that Saturday night. That's freaking You don't even have to pay any money. Just show up. No registration required. It's free, baby. I love that. I love that y'all do that because I feel like like conferences nowadays, it's like $300. And I'm like, (laughs) what college student can afford that? Like, that's a lot. Yeah. And like I said, we're trying to reach lost people. So what lost person is going to pay to come to a Christian event? Exactly. Touche. Good point. 
Okay, so Charlie, you're a believer. You're a strong believer. You preach, you teach. He's the man that does it all. Um, maybe share a little bit of your story with the audience that don't know who you are. I mean, I know you're a pastor's kid. Explain, have you always loved God? Have you always known God? What was kind of like your journey? Did you ever doubt God? Did you ever question God? What, what has that been like? Yeah, so um, my testimony is kind of a boring one, to be honest. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it is okay. I'm, I'm very proud of my testimony. I'm actually going to share my testimony like for the first time at rally this upcoming <gasps> Friday. I did that in October and it was terrifying. It is a little intimidating. I was like, oh my gosh, everyone knows my dirt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like Janine said, I've been a pastor's kid my entire life. My dad is the pastor of Church by the Glaze, the church that I work out and that rally is based out of. Um, my dad's my hero. My dad's my best friend. So ever since mm. I was a little kid, I've actually wanted to be a pastor. That's so cute. <laughs> and I think the main reason when I was little, the reason I wanted to be a pastor is because, like I said, my dad was my hero. So I just wanted to do whatever my dad did for a living. Yeah. And around middle school and early high school, I was like, okay, I'll do this. I'll, I'll go be an NFL first-round draft pick, and then I'll become a pastor. Like, <laughs> like the focus kind of shifted to become Majorly. more on football. Yep. But I still had that love for ministry in my heart. Um, and then around the age of 16, when the door for football closed, like it became very obvious to me, I was not going to make it into the NFL. Oh, did I you cry? Like, were you crying? I actually did cry. I remember that. <laughs> I thought like, you were going to go like, no, I'm a man. I don't cry. No, I definitely <laughs> cried some like real grown man tears. That's great. And I was, but with that, with that door closing naturally, not even really looking for the opportunities, opportunities started to come my way to start preaching and leading a youth group and just really start stepping into this church thing and I kind of started to see my gifts really start to complement those different opportunities. Mm. And I just really started to lean into that. And that calling, that mm. that lingering calling, I like to call it, that I kind of felt as a kid. Yeah. I, it really became my own and something I became confident in as a high schooler. And so there's really never a part of my life where I stepped away from my faith or walked away from the church. Like, I kind of like to describe my upbringing as I was distracted by church in the best way. Mm. Churches had my undivided attention. Wow. It, it became. Like, I, I wasn't really interested in doing certain things maybe other people were doing because, like, I was like, yo, I got youth group on Wednesday night, and I got this event on Friday, and Saturday and Sunday I'm going to be at our weekend services. Wow. So with that, I, I've been blessed that my story is that God's always kind of had a really firm grip on me. Mm. And my freshman year of college, like many of you, if you're in college, you kind of go through that weird time in your life where you have more free time than ever, but at the same time, you feel more overwhelmed than ever. Yep. But I kind of felt like a loser because I had all this free time and there was nothing I was doing with it. Mm. And around the same time, I began to notice as a college student, there wasn't really a place for college students or young adults at my church. So I was like, let's solve two problems here and let's start a young adult ministry. And that's kind of how Rally was born. And I've seen God do some really cool things through that ministry and in my life since then. And we've seen a lot of young adults come to know Jesus. And mm. we just have a fun time with the name of Jesus once a month and doing life groups in between that. And that's just hanging out and partying and rallying and doing all that we can. To I reach love lost. that. That's amazing. And two things like out of that, like number one, it's so cool to see how like God will confirm your gifts. Like you don't mm. even know, like you probably had no idea, like I'm going to be doing this, yeah. but like God shows you through like your passions and what you care for and the gifts that you have, like, Hey, this is where I want you to go. And I was literally just listening to a sermon from Stephen Furtick today, whom I know you love that man. That's my man. I was listening to him today and he was talking about your calling and it's like the, your calling quote unquote is, you know, everyone wants to find their calling and find their purpose. But I think a lot of the times it's already the gifts that God has given you that yeah. other people start to see. And they're like, Hey, this is where I think God wants to use you. And I think that's so cool that you're using that gift. And secondly, 
you know, speaking about like church hurt, because mm. some people didn't grow up in the church. Yeah. Some people have been, you know, very hurt by the church. I mean, obviously there's this like the Hillsong stuff going on right now, which I don't know if you've kept up with any of that. Um, I've kind of like peeked into it, but also tried to not too much because mm-hmm. I don't want my viewpoint to be like distorted. I've been the same, yeah. Yeah, because it, it so easily can happen that way. But I guess like you grew up in the church, but like what would you say to the people that didn't grow up in the church? They're scared of church. They're hurt by church. And they're like, that's nice for you that like you have a pastor that's your dad. And also yeah. you grew up in that. But like what would you say to the people that don't have that? Mm, that's a great question. So we're covering the basis of people who are dealing with church hurt and then those who just have never been to church and don't know what to think about church. Yeah, like maybe they're just like intimidated, like, oh, I have to be perfect to go there or I'll never got be good you, enough. Got or... you, got you. So first of all, if you've been hurt by the church, I want to sincerely apologize on behalf of Christians everywhere because mm-hmm. although we may be people that have given our life to Jesus, we're not Jesus. We're not perfect. We're trying to be more like him, but we still fall short every single day. So I apologize on behalf of the global church, if you've ever been hurt by a Christian in a church setting. Mm. And I want you to know whether, you're, whether you've been in church and been hurt by church or you've never been in church and you're intimidated by the idea, you're welcome. Please come. My church's slogan, Church by the Glades, is no perfect people allowed. But mm. We just recognize that we are imperfect people who serve a perfect God, and we're going to do our best to be more like him, but we'll never be him. So with that, we're not going to hide our flaws or do our best to conceal them, but rather we're just going to embrace them and just believe that what God says in second Corinthians that his power is made perfect in our weaknesses. That's going to take place when we gather together and he's going to be glorified through everywhere we fall short. So don't think you need to be perfect when you come to church. Don't need to think you need to be perfect to have a relationship with God. God wants you, your flaws and all he's aware of your flaws. Your flaws don't intimidate him. They don't scare him. They actually excite him because he sees opportunity within you to do something better mm. than what you could ever accomplish or achieve on your own. So if you're intimidated by coming in church because you're not a Christian, Jesus knows you, he loves you, and he desires a relationship with you. So all you got to do is come home and check out church. Ooh, amen. That was a bar. I think that deserves this again. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bar. This is why I brought Charlie on. He's a great, you're a great communicator. Like, truly. Like, whenever I hear you speak, I mean, I remember Maddie, because Maddie was the reason why I met you. Yeah. Maddie was like, Jay, you have no idea how anointed and gifted he is at speaking. So kind. And I'm like, and you're 22? 22. (gasps) He's a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Which we'll talk about that. But he's young, and, and you're so gifted. And I think... I don't know. It's like, it reminds me of that Bible verse that talks about, is it first Timothy where they say like, don't look Mm -hmm. down. Is it first Timothy three or two? Like, don't let someone look down upon you for your age. Like you remind me so much of that. Of like, who cares your age? God can use you at any point, any season, any age, whether you're 22 or 60, you know? Definitely. But it's cool because, like, especially when you look at younger, the younger generation, I feel like everyone roasts the younger generation, like, oh, they all suck, and they don't care for God anymore, and they're all confused, and they all, this stupid Gen Z, whatever. But I feel like, are you millennial or Gen Z? I think I'm technically Gen Z. Oh, no! (laughs) You're on the borderline. Yeah, you're on the borderline. Okay, well... You'll, we'll make you a millennial today, so I don't have to kick you out. No, I'm kidding. Let's go. But I think, yeah, there's such, like, a negative connotation on the word Gen Z, which I'm like, no, Gen Z's doing some dope things. Like, yeah. I really do see Gen Z rising up, and I saw this TikTok the other day that was, like, talking about, like, the younger generation hates God, and then it showed this, like, clip of just all these young adults just worshiping God, and I was like, freak, yeah, like, that's exactly <laughs> what I want. Like, let's go. And I feel like you 
are leading young adults in that. And so would you say like when you think about what does your heart burn for at the end of the day, like if you could do one thing for the rest of your life, Mm. what would that be? I really think it's what I'm doing right now. Not by any means have I fully wrapped my mind around or mastered what I'm doing right now, but just continuing to give all I can to reaching lost people. Right now that Mm. means primarily reaching young adults, but I think as I get older, it'll mean reaching people more in my age group. So other adults later on down the road, but just, I just have a heart for lost people. So like, just to give you some context, you mean of like where I live in like South Florida, I live in Broward County. We're famous for guys like Kodak Black and like other rappers like that. And that's besides the point. I'm just very proud of that. (laughs) But my county, (laughs) Broward County and Miami Dade County, which is our neighboring county and West Palm Beach County, the three counties Mm -hmm. where I live are all 96 and 97% unchurched wow and being churched means that you only attend church at least three times a year wow so if you go to christmas easter and then a wedding or a funeral you are technically considered church and 96 and 97 percent of my community is not that wow so i don't have to go to some foreign country to go on a mission trip my mission field is my backyard that's amazing so just living among people that just have not really church hurt or hard feelings towards God, but just really have no interest in God. Mm -hmm. My heart's burning for them daily. Mm -hmm. Like that they are my passion. Like you don't know what you're missing out on. So that's really what drives me. That's really what keeps me focused. And that's really what has me doing what I'm doing. I'm like, I want the person next to me, my next door neighbor to learn that God loves them and has so many things he wants to do in them and through them. And I just want people to just have a feeling of FOMO. Like wow. a spiritual FOMO, like I you're missing that. out on so much and Man. I have the FOMO for you and I want you to catch it. So that's why I'm so passionate about what I do. That is amazing. And I, you know, literally just as you were speaking, I was going to say the same thing of like, man, like that's exactly what it means when God says like preach the gospel and like share the gospel. Like it doesn't always have to mean like, let me just book a flight and go to Africa. Cause yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> you know, in this modern day thing, it's like what, that's the way people always envision a mission trip. And I love that you're like, no, that's my backyard. And I, I feel the same way. Like. I've always told Maddie, I'm like, Maddie, I want our house to be a place that people come and they, and they get set free and they feel the mm-hmm. presence of God and they don't leave the same way that they came. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it means to just be like mission minded in your city. And so I think that's amazing that you're doing that because not a lot of people have that perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, if you look, think about your next door neighbors, it's like, that's your mission field. Like, Definitely, do you yeah. know your next door neighbors names? Do you like, do you talk to them and just simple things like that? And that's amazing. I love that. Um, and I think you're doing massive things. Thank you. Um, so you're, you know, like I said, you're 22 years old, you're younger and probably young adults are looking at you mm-hmm. and they're probably like, man, Charlie's got it all together. He has this all <laughs> figured out. Must be nice. I'm jealous of you, Charlie. <laughs> what does case, that yeah. mean to be like your age living in this generation, being a young adult and following God? Like, how do you do that? Well, in today's day and age? It's mm. another great question. I think really the key to success, not not that I'm perfect in any way, I'm not when it comes to following Jesus. Like I've made mistakes and poor decisions like everyone else has in the world. But I think it really comes from living for an audience of one. Like mm. you're not searching for the approval of people. Like, cool, if others are impressed by you, if others applaud you, that's that's nice. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but never let that be the thing that you live for. Like if you're living for an audience of one, if your sole focus is just to be concerned with pleasing God, 
then I think that's really going to take you a long way just in your walk with Christ. Mm. Um, in addition to that, something that, as you were talking, I was thinking about what you and Maddie do so well, is like, I think people think in order to have an effective witness for Christ, like you got to always be like preaching and like being so vocal about your faith, which are great things to do. But I'm more of the train of thought that maybe a more effective witness is not necessarily always shoving the gospel at the people in your life who don't know Jesus, Mm -hmm. but just honestly living holy. The word holy means to live set apart. It's like a natural side effect of your faith is you just naturally being set apart from how I hate using like the term, which is, I don't know why it's a weird pet peeve of mine, like the term world. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's like, it's starting to come across as condemning sometimes. I'm going to use it for right now. Like you'll naturally just be set apart from the world by how you live and the convictions you live by and the things you refuse to compromise on. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I like to call like the peace that surpasses all understanding that Philippians four talks about that you receive when you're a Christ follower and you're only concerned with pleasing that audience of one being God. I like to, I like to define the peace that surpasses all understanding as peace that does not make sense to people around you Mm. when they see the problems you're facing because the peace you have will seem unproportional to them. Look at the problems you have and the peace you have and they'll say, your problems are way too big to have peace like you have right now. Mm. But the peace you have will make sense to you. Because while people are measuring your problems um, up against your peace, you'll be measuring your peace up against the power of the God that you serve. So, like, as you live set apart, just living a life of purity, and I don't think purity means being perfect. I think it just means doing the best you can Mm -hmm. to protect yourself from temptation. And as you do that, God will give you that peace that surpasses all understanding, and people are going to take notice of how you're not freaking out during times that you should be freaking out under. And they're going to be like, Janine, Maddie, what is it you have that I don't? Because I see what you're going through. I see what you're struggling with. I see what seems so unfair in your life. And you're not cursing God. Mm. You're not freaking out. You're not throwing in the towel. You're not waving the white flag. There's something different about you that none of my other friends seem to have. And the only difference between you and them seems to be that you refuse to do certain things. So tell me about this God you have a relationship with. Wow. And I think that's really what the key to success is in any context, at any age, but especially for young adults to find success in your spirituality and your walk with Christ. Wow. Charlie, that was really good. That'll probably (laughs) be the one second promo clip. (laughs) That's so good. And I think it's just, that's, I think exactly like what lures people in is yes, there's so many different ways to share the gospel. You can be on a corner street with your signs, repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's coming soon. Turn or burn. Yeah. (laughs) Like sure. That might work for some people. I don't know if it does in today's day and age very much, but Mm -hmm. you know, it worked in the Bible times, Mm -hmm. but I think that's what really does make people see the differences. Like how do you have peace? I literally just read that Bible verse this morning, which is funny that you said it read it this morning. And I sat on it for a second. I was just like, Peace that surpasses all understandings and it will guard your heart Mm -hmm. and guard your mind. And I literally like pictured Jesus standing outside of my body, like with a, with a suit on. And he's like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, you can't come in here. Negativity. Nope. Demons. Nope. Like any person that tries to attack me. Nope. I'm guarding this mind. I'm guarding this heart. But that requires our participation with God, with that peace. Like we have to work with him and invite him into that. And I think, Often we're just like, you know, expecting God just, God just do it for me. And it's like, well, you're not also participating with him. And so I think that is what it looks like when people look at us and they're like, how are you so joyful, joyful? Mm -hmm. How are you content being single? 
how are you so happy in the midst of confusion and the pandemic or whatever? Like all these things. And it's just like, God, but God, only God, yeah. God, God, God. And I think you live that out so well. Thank you. Wow. I love that you said that. Your passion is for young adults. Mine's for young adults, but you're younger. I think you're seeing more of the younger generation. Maybe you're you're understanding more of what they're consuming, perhaps. Mm. I don't know. Are you on TikTok a lot? I am, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're seeing what this generation is is like. And and I see it too. <laughs> what do you wish that like more young adults understood or just got about just like the gospel or about like this crazy faith that we have or that something yeah. that you think they're just like lacking in? I would say like a lot of young adults don't understand that Jesus did just die so that one day you can spend eternity in heaven with him, but that Jesus dies so that you can live in purpose right now. Mm. Like, I think they think like, yo, like I can delay fully giving everything to Jesus because this is really just kind of having the end in mind type thing, having a relationship with Jesus. Like I'm gonna have a relationship with him so that one day I can live in eternity in heaven with him. Right. When I think like you're missing out on like half of the beauty of the gospel and that's how you view it. Like mm -hmm. God, sent Jesus to die on a cross that way you can live in purpose right now. Mm -hmm. And as you fulfill your purpose, your purpose will fulfill you. Like mm -hmm. there's nothing more fulfilling, fulfilling than operating in the specific calling that God has for your life, which will end up feeding into your purpose, which for everyone, I believe it's the same generally speaking, which is to make disciples of all nations. Mm. So like, yeah, whatever, like hookup culture and doing drugs and whatever, like that stuff it's probably very satisfying in the moment. Mm -hmm. I'm not speaking from experience, but I, I just assume. <laughs> but there's nothing that can compare to the fulfillment that is found in living in the purpose that God has for your life. Mm -hmm. So I think if people could begin viewing the gospel not just as a means to an end, one day spending eternity in heaven with Christ, but as something that you can find the most fulfillment in right now, here, present, in this moment, mm -hmm. it would change the game for them. Ooh, that's really good. Really good. And I think the Bible even talks about like bringing heaven to earth. And yeah. like as Christians, that's what we're called to do is we're called to bring a taste of heaven to the earth so that people can see like, hey, we're not just in a waiting period yes. for just eternity. Like we're called to make earth look like heaven because heaven was, you know, it was there first. Like that was a, that was the natural and now we're in the unnatural. So we're mm. trying to bring the natural to the unnatural. Like the world that we're in right now. This is unnatural. This is not the way it's supposed to be. Definitely. People sick, people in sin, people in diseases and all these different things, pandemics, like that's unnatural. So as Christians, we're called to bring the natural, which, which is joy, happiness, peace, like freedom, healings, all sorts of things, bring that to heaven. And that to me is like, man, if let alone, like if I have nothing else in my life, like if this podcast gets canceled, my Instagram gets canceled, like let me just make my number one priority, my purpose, bringing heaven to earth. And that will sustain me for the rest of my life. Definitely. Because I think everyone's thinking like young adults are looking for like, what is my calling? What is this thing yes. that I need to do? How can I grow my TikTok? How can I blow up my podcast? All those things are great. But if it's not again, like you said, for the audience of one and, and two, for the purpose of bringing heaven to earth and making Jesus's name known, then like, what is this for? What is it all for? Like, are we just building platforms and stages for ourselves and for our names? And if it's just in vain, then like, it's not, it's not for anything. It's like wasteful. Like, I don't want to get before God one day and be like, God, I did all these things. And he's like, I never knew you. Wow. That's good. That's like a scary thought. Not so saying that'll scary. happen, but it's a, it's a very like vulnerable thing to admit, but it's something that we have to check of like, why am I actually doing this? Because everyone wants to be famous now. 
Yeah. Everyone wants to blow blow up on TikTok now. Everyone wants to have an amazing podcast, which is great. But again, like you talked about purity of heart. If our heart is not pure and our motives aren't pure, then like, A, I think it's going to fall because it's not on the foundation of God. It's on the foundation of yourself. And B, like, it's not going to be sustainable because you are never meant to sustain yourself. Like God was meant to be our sustainer. So it's not going to last. It's not going to be sustainable. And people are going to see through your stuff eventually because it's not on the foundation of God. Yeah. What's a clap emoji? Which one? It's this emoji one. Emoji sound effects. <laughs> clap emojis too in the chat. Whatever it is. <laughs> on the, on the YouTube Wow. Comments. Thank you. No one's ever done that for me before. First time. Let's go. <laughs> I'm honored. Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> so you're a dude. You're a guy. I am. Uh, I hope so. Just are you? Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, I was kind of questioning that before he walked in here. Gosh. I'm just kidding. No, this man has like a full on beard, even though he's 22. Don't let it fool you. I've had a beard since I was like 12. It's full on beard, years. bushy eyebrows. Like, he's ready. <laughs> Ladies, don't be deceived. Um, what do you specifically like? What do you want to see men rise up in in this generation? Because mm. I think you're probably watching some men date. You're watching some men mm. do some things and you're like, oh, rise up. And no hate to all the fellas out there. No shade. I love you. I love you. That's why I'm about to say this to you. So let's talk about dating for a second. In Scripture, uh, the word that Scripture used to describe Eve's relationship to Adam was was helper or whatever. So from that, some people believe with a biblical perspective that the man is supposed to kind of lead the charge in the relationship um, mm-hmm. and kind of lead his wife. So if you're a man, are you someone that is worth following? Like, mm. are you someone who's a man of integrity? Are you someone who's standing up for your potential wife, your girlfriend, the person you're talking to? Um, I also think maybe the most manly man in scripture, one of them is, uh, apart from Jesus, was Joshua. When God told him, be strong, courageous, mighty warrior. Mm. We have men that compromise. And I don't know any, there's nothing courageous about compromising. Like compromising, mm. whether it be on their dreams, settling for less than the best that God has for their lives, refusing to chase after that desire that God has placed within them, compromising in that respect or compromising in their purity, settling for uh, relationships where it's just like, yo, I'm just trying to get with this girl, then I'm out, mm. and settling for less than God's best in your life that way because God designed you to have you know, one partner mm-hmm. that you ever get intimate with in the context of marriage. I just feel like there's a lot of dudes compromising. I think being strong, courageous is not always necessarily a quality that we innately have is kind of a decision that we have to make. Like mm. sometimes being strong is a decision and sometimes right. being courageous is a decision. And we're, we have a lot of men, my age, younger than me, older than me choosing just to rather than even sometimes make a decision not to be strong, and courageous, just continuing to procrastinate those decisions. And by not mm. saying yes or no, you're consequently just saying no, like Ooh. I'm not going to be, so being strong. passive. Just being passive. I'm not going to be courageous. Where God, I believe, is looking for strong and courageous men who are worth following, who are deciding to develop themselves to be better leaders, not just to lead their future wives, but to lead themselves and to lead those around them mm-hmm. to become more like Christ. And that's what we need more of in men my age specifically. Wow. Men who are just more committed to like, yo, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be the strong, courageous, mighty warrior that God has called me to be. So mm-hmm. that way I can point as many people to him as I can. Mm, amen. And, and girls, you need to find a man that's like that mm-hmm. because I think, you know, we're, oh, I don't know. It's dating is so weird now. Like, again, I scroll on TikTok and I'm like listening to all these girls and they're just like 
letting these men just walk all over them. And I'm like, yeah. no, like, obviously that's like why my heart burns for women too, is because I want them to know their words and their value and not let those men that are compromising yeah. abuse them or take advantage of them or be weak and passive. And then it pulls them further away from God in the end. I think I heard a pastor say something about like the worst thing that can happen to a guy is he becomes apathetic and passive mm. because I think it's like that Bible verse, like a little bit of sleep, a little bit of slumber and your money gets stolen from you or something, your possessions get stolen from you. And I think it's just talking about like the small compromises, the small areas where you're just kind of like, oh, that doesn't matter. Or I'm going to choose the easy thing to do. That's when like you become passive and all of a sudden you're like, wait a second. I've been in this for like two years, three years, and I see no fruit, no changes. I'm still the same person. If anything, I've gotten worse. Why is that? And I think we have to choose to do the hard things. Definitely. In this generation, I think, yeah, I'm not going to always try to make a blanket statement, but I think we're often opting for the easier thing when life is just choosing to do hard things, like over yeah. and over and over and that's over. Great. And I think that's something that I am very thankful that my dad like raised me and was like, no, like you got to learn to do the hard things, learn how to fix your house, learn how to do your taxes, learn how to change a tire, learn how to do them. Like I could easily just pay someone. But there's a benefit in knowing those things and yeah. like learning that because it's a skill you have for the rest of your life. And I think it kind of goes, it can translate into even just like spiritual gifts and fruits of the spirit is choosing self-control, choosing gentleness, choosing kindness, choosing all those things. And they later pay off because like those small disciplines matter. They, they matter do. and they equate to something massive down the road. And like, I don't know, I guess to go back to dating, but like be the person you're looking for as Definitely. well. Definitely. That's so good. I think actually like just kind of going off what you're saying about discipline and doing the hard things. Like I think like the reason why so much of just having a relationship with Jesus requires discipline is because like the more you work for it, the more you'll want it. Mm. Like for me, like I'm dyslexia. So like I, I'm not dyslexia. I, I am dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> so like reading the Bible, like is not always the most fun thing for me. Like, mm. like don't get me wrong. I enjoy reading my Bible and learning more about God and like the different people he's used to like set the example for us as Christians. But like reading is not easy for me. I know how to read, but like, it's just difficult. So like yeah. reading the Bible for me every day, which I do, it's a discipline. Mm. Like it's something that I have to like, oftentimes be like, all right, Charlie, like you're not doing this because you necessarily want to, but you're doing this because you're committed to developing your relationship with Christ. And right. for different people, I think is different things in their walk with Christ. Like for some people, prayer might be the hard thing for them. Like they just have a hard time, like getting quiet and getting focused and whatever it is. But I think like your spiritual disciplines, they just, they, they make you more committed yeah. in your walk with Christ. They uh, help you value it more and, I just think the more you work for intimacy with Christ, the more you'll end up wanting it. I think it's those disciplines that develop that deep desire and that relentless want and that unceasing hunger within you for the Lord. Mm. And they're doing more within you than you realize in the moment. Yeah, I think that's really good. I do think that's such a good point to touch upon because I know for me recently, like I've been reading my Bibles and I, and my Bible is not plural Bible. Like, <laughs> I, I am dyslexia. Multiple <laughs> to that point, I, have been reading my Bible and I've been feeling kind of like, oh my man, I'm getting nothing out of this. Probably because I'm reading First Samuel and it's a great book. Like I, I think that's one of your favorites, right? Didn't you say that? No, who did I say? Who did I, I talk to about? Me. You're like no wrong person. I like like First Kings and Judges. Like some people think like they should start with the Gospels if they've never read their Bible, and I actually would say like that is a great place to start. Start with Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. 
But maybe if you don't want to start there, like go to the Old Testament because the Old Testament has some dope stories. Mm-hmm. Like it does. Like First Kings, Second Kings, about David and Saul. Yeah. And Judges, where you got like Gideon and um, Samson and those guys. Like that's kind of a really entertaining part of the Bible to read. Yeah, I'm reading for Samuel right now, and I'm like, man, this is some interesting tea. Oh yeah. <laughs> like how jealous Saul was. I'm like, man, this dude's got some envy in him. Oh yeah. So. All that to say, I'm reading the Bible, and I'm like, oh, man, like, I'm not really getting anything out of it, and it causes me to feel, like, distant from the Lord, and I don't know if you've been in that. I feel like every oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. every Christian goes through this at some point where you start feeling, like, a little lackluster, and then I feel like the enemy uses that to be, like, well, God's just not listening to you. Like, he doesn't care. Like, because you, we start being dependent upon, like, this feeling when we read the Bible, and I think you're exactly touching upon, like, just be disciplined. Just mm-hmm. do it, because... I think we chase this feeling all the time of just like angels coming down into our room and we're like, oh my gosh, the Bible is the best thing ever, which it is. But I don't think we should be just chasing that feeling all the time because yeah. feelings are fleeting. Like we can't Definitely. trust our feelings all the time. And so discipline goes exactly into reading the word of God of just being like, okay, I know I'm not seeing some fruit from this right now, but I feel like you have to think about it as like every time you read the Bible, you're planting a little seed yeah. here, a little seed there, and then you watch and see how God grows those seeds into fruit, into a bigger tree, into something else down the road. But you just have to trust that like your obedience is going to bring blessings by being disciplined. Definitely. And I think that's just people don't want to hear that, you let's, know. Let's take it back to Philippians four. Do you have it? Uh, you have the Bible app? Oh, do I have the Bible about, app? I know you do. I just <laughs> thought I would ask to make you look impressive. I'm a heathen. So, like, you talk about how maybe when you don't feel like the Bible's just really hitting different that day, you feel kind of distant in your relationship with God. Philippians four, verses four through six read: Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again: Rejoice. Let your this is an interesting translation. Reasonableness, or other translations might say gentleness, be known to all, to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your requests made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Other translations, let me read it in the NIV. This is one because it'll help me make my point yeah, better. ESV is a little, a little NIV, confusing. So the NIV says, don't be anxious about anything. Sorry, let me go back. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. your gentleness be evident to all. And the peace of God, which transcends and surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I think sometimes the reason why it's so hard to hear God is because like that verse says, mm-hmm. the Lord is near. Mm. Like the reason the lies of the enemy can seem so loud sometimes is because the enemy does not have the ability to get close to you like you want you want to. Mm. He doesn't have the ability to put his hands on you like he would like to. He doesn't have the ability to kill you like you would like to. So rather, he settles for throwing lies at you, mm. shouting things, screaming things, yelling things like you're not enough. Yeah, you don't have what it takes. You're not gifted. You're not qualified. You're not equipped. You think God could ever love you? Mm-hmm. You think God could ever? desire a relationship with you you think god could ever use messed up broken sinful you do you know who you are do you know the mistakes you've made Mm. the problems you've caused have you read your resume are you aware of your criminal history god can never love someone like you but the thing is there's no reason for the lord to shout there's no reason for the lord to yell there's no reason for the lord to scream there's no reason for the lord to raise his voice but rather the lord whispers Mm. 
because he is near. Mm. So it's like sometimes when you feel like you can't feel God or really sense his presence or hear his voice like you'd like to, I just want to encourage you, like, he's closer than you know. Mm. The Lord doesn't shout because he doesn't need to. He's close enough to you. All he has to do is just whisper. That's so good. So it's like, as you continue, like we said, it's a discipline. It's not always something you're enjoying in the moment. As you approach God's presence with prayer and praise and thanksgiving and reading your scriptures on a daily basis, you may not feel like you have this crazy conversation with God every day, but over time, you're going to find yourself being more just align with the scriptures with what the bible tells us to do and how it tells us to live Mm. and through that you're going to start hearing god's voice more consistently in more evident ways so it's more of a process than it is just a moment that is so good i never thought about the fact that jesus like god like he can he doesn't have to shout because he's like right there yeah and i feel like we often hear that god is described as like a gentle still quiet voice Uh and i was like why is that always i mean i guess because it's calming and it's peaceful but that is a good point because he's like Homie, I'm right here. Yeah. That's such a cool... Wow, thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. I love that. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to completely shift topics now, and then we're going to close out, because I have one final question for you. Are you nervous? I'm a little nervous, (laughs) I don't know what it is. He's getting red. And the way you said that (laughs) recently. (laughs) Okay, for the ending of this podcast, because there's some single girls here listening. Charlie's single. What do you look for in a future wife and a girl and a girl a woman of god Mm. what do you look for it's a great question and i'll keep it kind of broad and and yeah maybe i'll get specific i don't know but really what i'm looking for and my future wife is uh i'm looking for that i'm looking for a wife i'm not looking for a girlfriend looking for a baddie or what i'm looking for a a, a holy hottie whatever (laughs) you want to call it um but i'm looking for a wife i'm not looking to play any games mess around i'm not looking for some temporary commitment like when i start dating someone like i'm looking for somebody that i really see real potential with and Mm -hmm. going the distance with so i'm looking for a wife that's number one two but just as important i'm looking for someone who loves god obviously like the lord is like the center of their life the the center of their focus the apple of their eye like he is their number one true love and then after their love for God, I hope they love me. Like, obviously, that love's not going to be there day one. Yeah, we'll see about that. But, hey, you no, never know. I'm not, I'm not against that being there from day one. <laughs> but I'm looking for someone who loves God, loves me, and thirdly, loves the church. Like, they feel a calling to ministry. They, there's someone I can see myself leading rally with and one day hopefully leading church by the glades with. Mm. Um, someone who really, I think, we have complementing uh, gifts and passions and desires and a heart for lost people. Mm. And then... This isn't as spiritual, but something I find very attractive, like someone who's just driven. Mm. Like, they have dreams of their own. They have, like, just passions within them. They're like, I have this dream. I think God's put this desire within me, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to see it come to pass. I just find that really attractive. It's kind of random. Wow. No, I think that's amazing. I, I love how specific you are. But also, you didn't even mention, like, she needs to have blonde hair. I don't have a blah, type. Blah, blah, blah. I've talked to girls that... Like, black girls, white girls, Hispanic girls. I've talked to everybody, so. I love that. I don't really have a type. These, I just got to find them to be beautiful. In my eyes, they just kind of need to be a 10 out of 10. Like, oh, just okay. for me. That's just that's just Shoddy. me, though. <laughs> like, physical attractiveness, attractiveness, like, is a thing. Like, yeah. Wrong, oh, I totally agree. Much. I mean, I feel like if you're going to be waking up to this person every single day, like, you probably want to be attracted to them. Facts. Because I feel yeah. like some, some pastors are like, 
oh, screw attraction. It's all <laughs> about character, character, not Cap. chemistry. And I'm like, Cap. you can have both. Get a man who can do both because yeah. he can, you know? But obviously, I think overall, yes, you look for character, you look for character, but I feel like you want to be attracted to them. Like, Definitely. Oh. So, anyway, okay, ladies, if you're single and you want to hit up <laughs> Charlie in the DMs, I'm sure you got girls in your DMs already, though. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Oh, he <laughs> does! Well, one time, okay, we were on Lake Tahoe in January, and I literally did this, like, we did do this. dating I live segment on my Instagram. It was the funniest thing, because I there was, like, what, like, seven single dudes on the trip? Was yeah, it, there was a we lot. found out some of them weren't single, like okay, mid live traders. Yeah. I brought them on the live stream, and then like on the live stream, they were like, "Actually, I'm already seeing someone." Psych. I'm like, "Why did you not tell any of us before you got on this live stream?" Yeah. So that threw us a curveball. But uh, it was so after that, I was like, "Ladies, if you're interested, hit up these men." And y'all, your DMs that was were funny. funny, and Caden's so freaking. One funny. girl literally DM both Caden. Fabrizio and I shout out to Caden. Questions with Caden. Janine's been on his podcast. I have. And she literally sent us both a resume, a dating resume. Full on resume. Like a Word document. Yeah. That had like, <laughs> here's my references. Like, no, I'm kidding. But like, <laughs> doing the most. But like a full on resume. It was ridiculous. She was ready. She like, was ready. she was ready. She, hey, she, she was committed. Yeah, I was saying, she was get, determined. Get she had, it, she get had it dreams, queen. goals, and desires. That she was, she's dreaming. Why don't you hit her up? Maybe that's my wife. Maybe I'm just not realizing <laughs> this five months later. Oh, man. Well, you know what? I'm glad to connect the dots. Here we are. <laughs> anyway, Charlie, this has been a great podcast. I have enjoyed this conversation. You are so gifted. I'm super excited to hear your um, sermon tonight. So he's speaking tonight. Tell them what you're speaking on again. I'm speaking on suffering to a room full of middle school and high school students. So we'll see Ooh, how that goes. Should I be know. Fun. We'll be praying for you, sending up a prayer. Appreciate <laughs> but it. But now you're going to crush it. Um, and then, yeah, y'all, we'll see you at Rally in July. Yes. Um, I will try to have – there's a link they can just go to, right, just to like, yeah. get the information? Our Instagram, at Rally Nights. It will have oh, tons simple. of information on there. Like I said – no registration required. It's completely free. July 29th and 30th. Make a vacation out of it. Hit up Miami, the yes. Florida Keys. Do it all and come lift up the name of Jesus with us at Rally Loud this summer, July 29th and 30th. Let's go. It's May when we're filming this, so y'all still have some time. You have like like two months to prepare, so start saving your coin. Skip on that Starbucks. You can do it. I know you can. <laughs> and we'll see y'all there at Rally. Um, Charlie, the last thing I'm going to ask you. Uh, I ask this to every single one of my guests at the end. What makes you happy and healthy? What makes me happy and healthy? It's cliche, but it's cliche because it's true. Jesus. Jesus makes me happy and healthy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All of that's true. And I love that it's true. And I thank God that it's true. And also just godly relationships and friendships like I have with my friend Janine here. Yes. You keep Amen. me happy and healthy. Oh, thank you. All of our squad. I'm so thankful for you and everybody They're else. Awesome. And, and would you say yeah. the gym? You're a you're a gym rat. I enjoy the gym. He's a gym guy. Ladies, hit him up. He's got <laughs> muscles too. <laughs> Janine's committed to find me a wife by the end of this podcast. I love setting people up. Like I if I can be the reason that like two people get married, I'm like, yeah. Hey, I'm all for it. That's I'm good. I'm here for it as well. Um, okay, that's awesome. Great answer. Well, if you guys want to check out any of Charlie's stuff, where can they find you? Find me on Instagram. My Instagram is Charlie Hughes. Hughes spelled with a Z at the end of it because someone took my actual name. So at Charlie Hughes, really at Rally Nights is another great place to find me. Rally Nights on YouTube as well. I don't have my own YouTube channel just yet, but um Oh, he will. He will. will eventually. <laughs> We're prophesying that. <laughs> I'm kidding. You already said it. Um, awesome. Yeah, go check out his stuff, and the links will be down below. 
Uh, Charlie, thanks again so much. Thank this was you. so fun. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you found it to be a blessing, please share this on your Instagram. Tag us. Like, I love to see when this, like, impacts somebody. Yeah. So please reshare it. We'll reshare it as well. And re- leave us a review. Leave me a review. I guess it's my podcast. So yeah. leave me a review. Five-star review. Yes, please. And just know also, if you guys don't know, you can watch this episode as well on Spotify and YouTube. So if you want to see our faces, if you want to see how white Charlie is right now, I'm just kidding. I look like a ghost. <laughs> well, when, when we first started, he was like, these ring lights are making me look so white. I'm like, you live in Florida. Like, some people don't beach. get tan; they just get red, and I'm <laughs> one of those people. I guess it's in my DNA that I'm tan, so I'm I'm pretty there blessed with that. Happy for you, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, y'all, I will see you next Tuesday. Until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, y'all. Bye.